Uh, I was looking at um, our nation and the things we've been going through. It's been a big two weeks. A lot of stuff's been happening. A lot of stuff's been traveling on the airwaves. Uh, and uh, tonight, I believe we have a need to address the troubled days of the 2020 decade that we've entered into. Uh, and I say that carefully because I do believe we've entered into a troubled decade. Uh, obviously, 2020 was an amazingly strange year. It hasn't ended. Things have gone on. I know people are saying we're in a transition spiritually, but I think we've entered into a decade where warfare has uh, gone up a notch, especially in our own country. And uh, especially now what's been happening to our nation and its capital and around our country, America is in troubled times. Uh, it's a very odd feeling. Uh, personally, I, I feel like I'm... Uh, as I have said to some people, I'm living like I feel like I'm living a Charles Dickens novel. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, and uh, this can be the be, the beginnings of the best of times for the Lord's Church to be salt and light to a sinful generation in America, or for the believer, it can appear the unbeliever for the unbeliever it can appear to be the worst of times coming upon them. Uh, there's so much turmoil in our nation now. You know that. I don't have to tell you. Uh, it's coming from so many different sources. And we as believers need to spiritually respond to this and not ignore it. We do play a part. We're salt in this land. Um, and as I said, we need to spiritually respond. We don't want to act as mere mortals. Do you know when you get born again, you're no longer a mere mortal. You are a spirit being on assignment here on this earth. And it's very important now that we do not rely on our wits and intellect, as so much of the world is trying to do. So we must respond as spirit beings in the spirit realm, not as carnal men and women left to their five senses. Uh, the Word of God tells us our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual battle against forces of wickedness in the spirit realm. And our spiritual warfare, therefore, requires supernatural weapons. It's a supernatural battle. And our Lord has given them to his church. Now, this is not a teaching on spiritual warfare, but we need to realize that we have inherited an unshakable kingdom of God. Isn't that good to know? Men cannot shake the kingdom of God. They think they might try to, but they always fail when they try. And the Bible tells us that we're aliens in this world. We're strangers here on this earth, that our true citizenship is in heaven. In fact, as long as you are physically in the body, you're an ambassador from heaven here. And what do ambassadors do? They get their orders from their homeland to act accordingly in the land they're in. And we get our orders from heaven regarding how to be his representatives here in a foreign land that's not our home. So as long as we're on this earth, we need to recognize that we're ambassadors for our Lord's kingdom. And that he it tells us he is not of this world. We are not of this world. Uh, but we must interact with this world around us, yet not be of it. Uh, and only Holy Spirit can truly lead us with such a mandate. So I want to very briefly tonight look at two areas. One is, what does Father God want us to know in these troubled times? And second, what do we do in these troubled times? Well, first of all, what does Father God want us to know in these troubled times? First of all, number one, the times of the earth are in His hands and in his prophetic seasons. You've got to hold on to that. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 21, it says, And he changes the times 
and the seasons. He removes kings and he raises kings. Um, in the Jerusalem Bible, it says world events are under his control. I'm sorry, that's the Living Bible. World events are under his control. In the Jerusalem Bible, it says his to control the procession of times and seasons to make and unmake kings. Uh, it's a very long explanation to go into, but we have to realize we don't know the times and the prophetic seasons. That's on God's time clock. We can know the signs of the times, as Jesus tells us, but that's about it. God has his prophetic time clock, and we need to pray that his will will be done, which we'll talk about later in these troubled times. He wants us to know that none of this is a surprise to him. None of this that we're going through and seeing, even in our own nation, is a surprise. Uh, he causes things to happen for his timeline. Uh, history. How about H-I-S, his story? This is his story. Uh, history is under his control. I mean, World War I set up World War II so that out of World War II, the nation of Israel could be born. And that set the whole course of the uh, 20th century into the 21st century prophetically since. Um, he set those times up. Evil men got their, that got their due course and what they did. Many suffered due to their sinfulness. We are affected by other people's sin. Uh, and uh, nations are affected by other people's sins. So we need to be, as citizens in a nation, salt and light. We need to be pro proclamations of righteousness. But uh, realizing that uh, we don't make things happen. The times are in his hands. We rather go on his orders to proclaim the kingdom of God and the kingdom coming. So we need to know that the times are in his hands as we move towards eternity, not in our hands. I think a lot of Christians want to put the times in their hands and they'll miss God by a mile if they try that. The second thing we need to know is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5, where it tells us that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Uh, he wants us to know that our faith is to be in his power, not in men's wisdom. And this is interesting because whether we have the wisdom of men that come from unbelievers or the wisdom of men that come from believers, my faith does not rest upon the wisdom that come from men, but on his power. Because a lot of people who think they can predict what God's doing were very wrong. And because their wisdom is their wisdom. And we can't let them sway us away from a simple and pure devotion to Christ. As the word of God tells us, they mean well. But my wisdom isn't on, doesn't rest on men, but on God's power. So we're hearing a lot today from social media and television media with a lot of human rationalism, a lot of human wisdom by both saved and unsaved alike. But we only rely on the power of God to show up the way he chooses in the times as he calls them forth. Men's intellect is not my savior. We need to get that real clear. My loyalty is to Christ and Christ alone. I think a third thing the Lord would like us to know 
is that Jesus is the stability of our times. I've said this before, never men, only Jesus is our stability. In Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6, out of the Amplified Bible in the beginning of the verse, it says, and he will be the security and stability of your times. You know, when the Church of Grace and Peace was first started back in the 80s, uh, that was a foundation scripture for our church, that he would be the stability and security of our times. Boy, does that ever apply now more than ever. Too many people are looking for politics as the stability of their times, their political views as the stability of their times. But he's the stability of our times, regardless of what men's politics do. Uh, that's very important that we get that. He's my stability. Uh, and in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 12, it tells us, in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So since Father God has spoken to us by his son, the Son, Jesus, is the stability of our times because he speaks through the Son in the days we live in. That will never change. That's a standard of the times regardless of the ages that go by. So we need to keep our eyes on Jesus if we want stability in our days. If you don't do that, politics will blow you to and forth, uh, give you highs and lows, and just toss you to and fro. Don't let the television media, regardless of their political bent, do that to you. You'll be unstable. We need to look through the eyeglasses that Jesus provides us. I don't see light like you do. It comes through maybe glasses. It filters the light. And I see through glasses by the light that comes into my eyes. I wear, as a believer, spiritually, Jesus glasses. And I see things through Jesus' eyes. I see things through the word of God. There are, there are eyeglasses to me. And I view the world through the word of God. I, through the, I view the world through Jesus. And through the eyeglasses of Jesus, I want to see the world around me and interpret it. All must be seen through these eyeglasses or our hearts will be troubled. Jesus tells us in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. Now, wait a minute. Jesus is going to the cross. These are heavy words he's saying to his disciples right now. Peace I leave with you. It doesn't look like peace in the natural peace i leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let it be afraid wow let not their hearts be troubled neither let it be afraid so for the believers this is an effort for some of them because they've allowed so much of the world's thinking that they trust to come in and it's troubled their hearts we may have to make sure his peace guards my heart, not the wisdom of the political system of the day we live in. And in all this, wow, you got Luke 21, 28. Now, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. That's the good news. This is not home. My redemption draws near. And we don't know because that's in the hands of the Lord, in the times of the Lord when that is and where that is. So second here, as we're briefly looking through this, and I do mean briefly, uh, what do we do in these troubled days? Well, first of all, you've heard this so much, but hey, yeah, first, number one, we pray. You have to remember, prayer is in two broad categories. One is petitions we make of the Father. The other is enforcing the will of the Father by using the name of Jesus against the wicked one. So 
One aspect of prayer is request to the Father. One aspect of prayer is spiritual warfare, enforcing the Lord's victory at the cross and the resurrected grave. So we pray. And as I previously said tonight, we don't know when the times and the seasons in God's prophetic clock turn, but they do turn. Are we in a turning point now? It's a question. I don't have an answer. The 20s have started troubled. And it's not just 2020. It's gone into 2021. But we can pray that his will will be done. Because we're physically here on the earth. Therefore, we have the legal authority here on the earth. And our lips is are the sowing agent by which we declare forth the things of the Lord. And he wants to move through his church as they pray. It looks foolishness to men's eyes that are, that are not saved. But it's the power of God to us who are being saved. In Isaiah 59, verse 16, we have an amazing statement uh, about the Lord talking to Isaiah prophetically here. He saw there was no man, and he wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness, it sustained him. Intercessor. Is the Lord looking at our days, you wonder, and say, where are the intercessors? An intercessor means one who speaks a word on someone else's behalf. Well, we speak on behalf of our nation our generation, in the name of Jesus, speaking the word of God and the things of God over our generation, over our country. I hope from heaven they're not looking down here and saying, don't see any intercessors praying. Don't see any intercessors taking up my will for this nation. You and I have that call that we would be found as those that would intercede and pray. And as Holy Spirit would lead you, I'm not implying people should pray 10 hours a day, nonstop. It's as Holy Spirit leads you. When issues come up, you speak forth prayer. And it's important that we speak the word of God, not our opinions or not our political views. I mean, I've heard it said, if someone could eavesdrop on our prayers, they should be able to not understand what political views we have because our prayers are pure of the word. I like that. So it's important that we speak the word of God, not our opinions. We're living in times where believer and unbeliever alike are flooding the world with their opinions about the days we live in. Uh, only the word of God should be coming from our lips, agreeing with his word, so that we have true spiritual value and power in what we pray. So this means we need to be agreeing with his prophetic seasons that come and go. He wants us as his church his government on the earth to speak forth his will by our mouths with decrees and declarations obviously there's so much we can say about this due to time we cannot so how do we pray and intercede let's keep it real simple we agree with father god's will for america and then proclaim it and then we renounce the evil one's will for america and it's as simple as Maybe every day when you start your day off, maybe the Lord's Prayer. My Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your holy name. May your kingdom come this day. May your will be done this day. Here on this earth, as already being done in heaven. May your will, Father God, be done in the United States of America and its government today. I reject the enemy's will for America today. That's simple. As you move the prayer along. The second thing here, we pray. Number two, what we need to know in these troubled times is do not be deceived. This is a toughie. Paul tells us directly and indirectly seven times in the New Testament 
that we shouldn't be deceived. Implying you can be very easily. Wow. Rumors are running rampant from believer and unbeliever alike, especially regarding President Trump, uh, especially regarding uh, what's going to happen this month, next month, uh, very soon. Uh, rumors, 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 rumors. Uh, believers are running with rumors, good and bad. Oh my gosh, believers are attacking each other. Uh, why are we doing these things? This does not accomplish the kingdom of God. Uh, too many are hanging on this prophetic word or that prophetic word. And sometimes prophetic words, if you've heard real carefully, they contradict each other. Wow. Too many believers are being drawn into the lies of the wicked one. Coming from the news reports on the television. The enemy's a liar. That's all he's going to give you are wicked reports. Why are we filling our minds with it? I'm not saying we shouldn't know what the news that's happening in the day, but the news doesn't report the news. They report whatever they report in order to affect public opinion, to influence public opinion to a liberal, socialistic, ungodly view. That's just the way it is in America today. Hard to find news sources that don't do that. So how do you uh, not be drawn into these lies? Uh, you need to constantly filter everything through glasses of the word of God. Uh, and how do you know if you are being drawn into these lies? Fear. If fear is setting into you and you have to fight it off, you've been listening to a bad report. Start going to the word of God and listening to the good report. You know, this is a time we're living in today in America, as the book of Proverbs tells us, to guard our own hearts. Guard your heart. For out of it flow, the wellspring of life. Guard your heart. It's a time where we need to guard or some, somebody else cannot do this for you. You've got to do this for yourself. You've got to do this for your own family. You've got to be wise and guard your own heart because otherwise we could be deceived. Number three of what we should do in these times is it's a time to release forgiveness for a nation. Do you realize you have the authority from heaven to release forgiveness? Forgive those who sin against us. You know, do you see politicians as your enemies? We need to release forgiveness towards them. They're being held captive by the devil to do his will. You know, when you think about this, really, we need to develop a love for their souls, lest they end up in eternal torment and suffering. Because the enemy wants them to destroy them, and he's using them as pawns, and they don't get it. We need to pray for mercy for their souls. Pray that the Spirit of God would visit them on their beds and bring them to conviction of their sin and bring them conviction of uh, righteousness and judgment, as it tells us in John 16. Um, we need to develop a love for their souls. And if you don't have it, just be honest. Lord, I don't like these people. Give me a love for their souls so that I would pray for them as I would pray for myself. Now you know you got somewhere. After all, is this really not an eternal battle we're dealing with for men's and women's souls? It really is. It's an eternal battle taking place. And uh, our anger out of our intellect over injustice and unrighteousness isn't going to produce the uh, righteousness of the kingdom of God. Our going after the source of it, the enemy's uh, attempts to deceive America 
That's what we need to do. Number four here, we must love. We must love, folks. We must love. John chapter 13, verse 35. Jesus is talking. Got to listen when Jesus talks. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. There used to be this uh, song in the 1970s, I remember. Uh, we used to sing in uh, prayer meetings. It was in a minor key, I don't know, key V minor or something. They will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They will know. I'll spare you my, my voice. Uh, yeah, they will know we're Christians by our love, right? If you have love for one another. Uh, all this is happening around us, you know, today. And they say all types of things about Christians. It's not very popular now to be a Christian in a lot of circles. They bash us right and left. But will they accuse us of loving them? you got to wonder, will I be accused of loving them? Will, will the American church be accused of loving? Wow. The verdict's out. They'll know us if we love by our words and our actions. We need to be accused of people that love. So in summarizing all that we're doing tonight, as I said, yeah, it's the best of times, it's the worst of times, isn't it? But it's a time for the Lord's church that it can really shine. Shine a bright light in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation, as it tells us in Philippians. Preserve America in prayer by being the salt the Lord has made us to be. This can be our best days. Not a day of the intellect, but a day of the spirit. Let me give you two opposite quotes. I see them as opposites. Not, not that necessarily one's bad or one's good, just opposites. One is from a Roman Catholic bishop, Cardinal Francis George, Archbishop of Chicago. I don't know if he currently still is, but this was a quote from him. I expect to die in my bed. My successor will die in prison. And his successor will die a martyr in the public square. Maybe I'll read that again. He's kind of telling us here, if things don't change in America, I expect to die in my bed. My successor will die in prison and his successor will be a martyr in the public square. Wow. Certainly sounds the worst of times. General Booth, General William Booth in the 1800s. Listen to this one. I am not waiting for a move of God. I am a move of God. I like that. So here we have one quote that looks like it's the worst of times. My His successor will die as a martyr in the public square. And yet here we have one quote that shows it's the best of times. I am a move of God. I like General Booth. He's a tough guy. In fact, the end of that quote was, I am a move of God. I have no excuse. That, that's the end of the quote. I have no excuse. We have no excuse. Uh, that doesn't mean we're supposed to run down the road uh, running a banner. I'm a move of God. But your prayers in faith, the word of God spoken from our lips, the decrees, the declarations, you are a move of God. And if more and more believe that, we are a move of God. So let's be God's change agents here on this earth. As we see with the eye of faith, 
it's the best of times. You know, I was told by the Lord to end with a, a, a blessing, to speak a blessing over you. I'm not planning this, so I scribbled it down real quick. So just receive this by faith. I be a little spiritual here. Put your hand towards your screen and agree with me. I speak peace to your souls and to your homes in these troubled times. I speak encouragement and the assurity that is in Christ to you in these troubled times. I speak overcoming faith to you in these troubled times to be the victorious body of Christ you were meant to be. And I declare to you, your best days are ahead of you and they begin tonight. In Jesus' name, receive that in faith.